Kirsty. And I'm Alexa. And this is Pacific North Wicked. A podcast about true crime and other spooky stuff in the Pacific Northwest. Darn tootin' it is. Darn tootin'. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> so nice. I'm not gonna cuss today. That's not true. I will never. I was gonna not. say. I sound like I might, though. I would like to stop cussing quite as much. Because of work. Oh. I'm like. Oh, yeah. It's I, I don't weird. work there anymore. It's not. I can't just, like, cuss and under my breath. Can't just yell fuck anymore. <laughs> Cross no. the room. I would like to uh, confirm that I still have not cussed at all yet. So far. Oh, right now? Right now. Oh. When you got here, I did plenty, I'm sure. Yeah. But right now, I still haven't. Let's see how far I can go. Okay. If you can find it out, let me know. I'll keep track of it. <laughs> what do you have there, Alexa? <laughs> I have a special gift for you. I'm so excited. From Kayla. So Kayla, she's not seen it. I wrapped it in dinosaur wrapping paper with shitty ass painter's tape. And mine is in there too, so she can't so she hasn't seen either of them. But it's dinosaur wrapping paper, so good fine. I'm sorry for the crinkling that's about to happen. I'm not. Oh my dude! Obviously the dark one's mine. Dude, these are fucking sweet. There it is. <laughs> Holy shit, this is a this looks like a galaxy. Doesn't it? This is so sweet. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to show Tyson. He's gonna want one. <laughs> Kayla's taking. I can't orders. believe how like it's it's so smooth. I know. So mine is printed differently than yours. You see, but it goes. Oh yeah, yeah. But it looks super. But they still look fucking cool. It looks super like vintage. Sorry for screaming. <laughs> because of the okay, so my sweatshirt you guys can't see it is dark gray, and Kayla did this really cool like bleach spatter pattern it to it. It looks so cool. It looks fucking cool. And then our logo is on the front of it. And mine is printed in a way where it's like part of the sweatshirt. It's not raised or anything. So mine looks really like just vintage it cool. It does. It totally looks like a Nirvana yeah. tee or something. Which is, I wear we'll band shirts all the time. So I fucking Dude, love this. This looks like a sweet ass galaxy. And then Kayla, or Kayla, Kayla, you're Kirsty. Kirsty's is like a purpley color, but the bleach made it look pink as it's coming off the logo. And so hers does look like a galaxy. Like it's lighter pink than like a purpley color. I'm smiling so big. <laughs> I didn't think I'd like yours at all because I was like, eh, I don't know I don't if know, pink or purple is my color because I'm a black person for sure. Okay, but you can't say that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sorry, I love... <laughs> I'm the color... I know you technically have a little bit of African since we just talked about that. But... I'm the color... I love the color black. I so, I'm so... I love the color black. That's my favorite color. So I did not think I'd like purple, and I love it. So Kayla's making me one like yours. Dude, this is fucking sweet. Isn't it? I'm so excited to I've wear been wearing this. the shit out of this, Kayla. I wear it in public. Like, I, I've worn it to work a couple times, and I wear it at home I'm going to wear this everywhere, so people are like, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. I just laughed like a giddy girl. Isn't oh it cool? This is so sweet. So she's making <gasps> Steph and Jesse one because they saw mine. And they're like, that's fucking cool. Yeah, and they're like, sign me up. Dude, the outline, you it, it looks like it's like exploding out of there. It reminds me of like a cool ass wanted poster. Yeah. You know what I'm talking it about? It looks like, like a cool old... like band album though. It fucking does. Like the front of, you know, CDs, how were they were square? Do you yeah. remember CDs? Yeah. Do I? <laughs> Listen. I mean, does anybody remember CDs? Yes, I still oh. have a collection of them. <clears throat> we went to uh, that Bigfoot place this weekend. Yes. 
and they had a bunch of DVDs and CDs about Bigfoot, and I was like, nobody watches or listens to those. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe I should get one of these. I don't have a fucking CD player to put this in. <laughs> so, I have a car that is only, uh, what's the fan, what do you call it? Bluetooth. <laughs> Do you know how to use it? (laughs) (laughs) Barely. But the car I was looking at is a different model, same brand, but Uh it had a CD player, and that was the biggest selling point for me for that car. I specifically wanted a car that had a CD player in it. But you didn't get it? No, because my my car ended up being um, 0% interest Um, mm -hmm. versus the other one, which would have been 1%. Yeah, 0% is pretty low. Yeah. You know? I mean, they could pay you. Yeah, but I don't think they could. No. The other one had 1%, so I, for 1% good. interest, I gave up my CD player. That's fair. I would also, honestly. And uh, that's because you can get music on the internet. Just yeah, but... Just on your phone. I don't know. And it doesn't skip when you hit a tiny, tiny bump. I, I don't realize when I listen to a CD in my car. My dad, on road trips would just bring, like, one of those big-ass CD things, and Mm -hmm. we're just listening to old music all the time. So I was like, well, I'm going to take him down on a road trip, so I'm going to need a CD player. Um, That's what I listened to last. In my old Jeep. I had a Jeep for a moment in college, I think in, like, 2010 is when I upgraded, maybe 11. But in 2010, I had that Jeep, and I did have a book of CDs in it, that got stolen from my car, like <gasps> everybody else in the planet has had happen to them. And then I realized I didn't need it because I already had, like, an iPod that I plugged into one of those things that went to a tape deck or something. Oh, those? yeah, those ca- the cassette converters. Yeah. Converters. It was either that or my, I, I had one of those at one point, but I think this one was actually the one that was the, like, radio one where in you the would plug cigarette? it into the ash. Yeah, the cigarette thing. Cigarette no, lighter. Ash trees don't have any, any powers. <laughs> The cigarette lighter thing, and yeah. then you like change it to a specific radio channel, like a yeah. static one. That no, I never understood that. I don't understand mm-hmm. how radio waves work, <laughs> and that's why we podcast. We don't do radio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, thank you, Kayla. These are fucking sick. <laughs> They're fucking sick, and we'll post pictures so they can see how fucking sick they really are. They're so cool. Yep. I'm gonna look like a galaxy princess. I a honestly murder princess. After I get the pink one. It's way too much to ever ask, but I want to be like, I want one in every color possible. <laughs> I need a rainbow Pacific North Wicked. I need one for every day of the week. <laughs> They're so sweet. I'm going to wear mine this weekend. Although, technically, I'm cold at work a lot. No, it would be weird to wear it at my work, wouldn't it? I can't wear something with a knife and a gun on it. Probably. At my job. At your job. I, I see people now. Yeah. Alive people. Really? What's that like? Weird. It's weird. Yeah. They're, like, fully alive, like, and awake. And, like, mourning people. It's so strange. Hmm. They're too nice. Because they haven't, like, I don't know, had to listen to a bunch of people die on the phone. <laughs> so they're, like, normal humans without quite as much trauma. Hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So I have to act more normal. Mm-hmm. It's weird having to filter that out. I haven't done it in a while. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Do you, though? No. You don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's different, that's all I can say. I like it, because it's, it's nice. Like, they're actually really nice people, but it's just hard to get used to. Yeah. I do miss my my peeps. Well, we're trauma-bonded forever. It's true. So. 
That's very true. <laughs> Accurate. Accurate as fuck. Alrighty. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you going to hold out the whole time? Because yes. it's hot as shit in here. You uh, might die. I'm going to... Kayla, I'm pressing my sweatshirt up against me. I'm not putting it on because I will die. <laughs> but the front of me looks like my sweatshirt right now. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Yeah. I don't know anything Kirsty ever tells me. Before but... we begin, I didn't write any of this part down. I'm just curious. Wait, do you know anything about the Chicago Tylenol? Uh, killings? Tylenol killings, I think is what they decided to call it. Murders? Something Isn't like that. It? Oh! Okay, I lie. I literally just lied. I didn't know she was going to do this. I didn't know it would be today, though. Um, yeah, because I said I was going to do it last week, and then I was like, Bigfoot! poisoned people with ty- or People tried to kill, like, intentionally kill somebody, right, with Tylenol, and then ended up killing other people. Kind of. Ah. Somebody, we never found out who... Oh. Poisoned a bunch of Tylenol capsules and put them on shelves. Yeah. And so a good handful of people died. I didn't research any of that because it's not relevant. It's not really relevant for this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, that happened before this. Oh. So somebody may have been inspired by that. Hence all of the <clears throat> And that person never got caught because it's hard to catch somebody when it's at the grocery store. When it's, like, before... Cameras? Yeah, I mean, they had cameras, but they were shit, and I doubt yeah. that they had them, like, inside of grocery stores, right? And then, yeah, they didn't have seals. It was just, like, a cotton ball in it, right? Like, they don't, they do have seals on them now. They always have, like, the foil. I mean, I could try and channel my past life and see <laughs> if I bought Tylenol to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Feel it in your bones. Do you so want me to like... phone my dad? Dad? <laughs> dad, do you remember Tylenol in, in the, the like, 70s? 70s? Yeah. What was it like? Did it have a seal on it? <laughs> so, I don't know what they even use in those ones, but they poison a bunch of people with capsules. That's fucked. So, that prefaced this incident. On the evening of June 5th, 1986, Bruce Nichol had just arrived back to his home in Auburn, Washington, when he decided he needed four four, which seems like a lot. Washington! Auburn, Washington! Okay, now it gets up. <laughs> it gets up really fast. <laughs> So he took four extra strength Excedrin capsules. How many milligrams is that? Like a lot. But I don't know because it's 86, so who knows how many yeah. milligrams it was. Okay. It could have been way too much because they didn't know enough. I don't know. But four is a lot, but he had a headache. Okay. A few minutes later, he collapsed, was rushed to Harborview Medical Center. They attempted to treat him, but he couldn't be revived, and he died at the age of 52. Jeez. Bruce's cause of death was ruled to be emphysema. Because he had a few medical conditions, to the point where he kept the Excedrin on, like, next to his bed, gone as a nightstand. Is that not normal? I mean, probably not. Oh. Uh, my nightstand's covered with, like, socks um, and, like, lotions. Uh, there's a, a flippy, what are the knives? The knife things. That a pocket, pocket knife? Pocket knife. I don't know words. I didn't write the word pocket knife down. Okay, Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't have bottles of pills next to my bedside, but I've seen, like, in I movies. I don't, like, wake up in the middle of the yeah. night and go, I need an extra strength Excedrin. But that's partly because I don't keep them next to my nightstand, or on my nightstand, so I, I can't, I'm not going to get up in the middle of the night. That's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> like, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm like, it I'm doesn't like, seem. I keep it. Like, I don't wake up and take it because I'm too lazy to get up and go get it. Yeah. So maybe. Not this extra strength, etc., though. Okay. 
And it's specifically Excedrin. Yes. Okay. Specifically extra strength Excedrin. So again, that was June 5th, 1986. Okay. The morning of June 11th, less than one week later, mm-hmm. Paul Webb King took two extra strength Excedrin capsules for arthritis pain and just left for work. Oh, no. His wife, 40-year-old Susan, took two capsules for headache, and at 6.30 a.m., her daughter found her dead on her bathroom floor. <gasps> so he she was did... unresponsive on her bathroom floor. He didn't make it to work, then. No, he did. Wait, hold on. He made it to work? Yeah, it's fine. They took the same pills? Yep. In the same bottle. He took his first? Yep. So her 15-year-old daughter was the one who found her. Mm-hmm. She only had a faint pulse. She was transported also to Harborview Medical Center. Mm-hmm. But she also died that same day. Mm-hmm. Now, she had an aut- autopsy done. That initially reported no no uh, anatomic cause of death. Mm-hmm. But the assistant opened up the chest cavity to continue the autopsy, and she smelled a familiar scent of bitter almond. Do you know what the smell of bitter almond means? In a chest cavity? Anywhere. If you smell bitter almond, you fucking set that item down, and you back up. Just don't. Don't. It's not worth the risk. Are you for real? I'm serious. It's Wait, hold on. Did you know this before? Yes, I did. Although, apparently not everybody can smell it. So. Is it bad I want to smell cyanide now? No, I also want to. To see if I can smell it. I know what sweet almond smells like, but I don't know what bitter almond smells what like. What does bitter... So, I don't actually know what that scent would be. I would have to, like, smell it. How do you make an almond bitter? <laughs> I don't think that's the same thing. <laughs> Like I think that's that's like a marzipan flavored beverage. Can I bitters, right? Do I leave almond milk out like for a month? How do I get bitter? That's not it. (laughs) (laughs) Also not it. You something you tell me all the time. That's not it. (laughs) Bitter almond done wrong by Alexa. (laughs) But for real though. I don't know, man. But there's, like, extract extracts of things. Okay, so... If, so probably, there's probably an extract I, of, like, a bitter almond. Google. Google. Oh, bitter almond flavoring essence four-pack. There you go. For $5. That's the one. And for, buy now. Yeah. Don't ask. Ask questions later. Bought. Sniff now. All right, well, later we'll confirm what bitter almonds smell, or t- smell, tastes like. Smell. I'm not going to... I shouldn't eat the oil. There's no reason to taste it. There's no reason to taste the oil. And also essential oils you're not supposed to eat, usually. Bitter almond. Okay, so she opens the chest cavity and smells bitter almond. Correct. Uh, They tested and confirmed it was acute cyanide poisoning. You're so smart. I heard a lot of poisoning stories on podcasts. Yeah. You know. Hmm. Happens. You listen to too many. I thought you would know because of, like, podcasts. I'm also surprised. I also really like the smell of almonds, so that stuck with me, because I like the smell of, like, sweet almonds, like marzipan smell. I didn't fucking know almonds came in different smells, so... I didn't either. So, Susan has a twin sister. Okay. Whose name is Sarah. Susan and Sarah. Susan and Sarah. Sarah's at her house after Susan has passed away, Mm because she's probably helping with affairs and stuff. 
And she also was a user of Excedrin. So she found <gasps> this 60-count bottle. They don't know at this point that it's the Excedrin. Yeah. She finds the 60-count bottle of, of capsules, thinks it's really weird that Susan has this bottle because she used to only use tablets. They used to have conversations about the Chicago Tylenol murders, mm-hmm. and both of them agreed that capsules were too risky to have mm-hmm. because of that shit. So it was weird. And that, in addition to knowing that her co- her sister's cause of death was cyanide, she gave the bottle to detectives to investigate, and they did find that among the capsules that were left, three were cyanide-laced. <gasps> so that means a total of five, I would assume, that the one that he took didn't have any because he's alive (laughs) why right why is he alive why is he alive i mean only five of them had cyanide him so was it him that's what i'm thinking so on june 19th eight days after susan's death yeah bruce nickel the original person who had first died his wife came forward with information that he had also taken the extra strength excedrin capsules with the same lot number as the Snow household, because it was publicized in the news. Oh, okay. So her name is Stella Nicole. She asked that her husband's case be reopened because of it, and an autopsy confirmed that he was also killed by cyanoid, cyanide poisoning. Cyanoid. <laughs> <laughs> A few days later, on June 24th, another bottle of cyanide-laced Excedrin was found in the same store where Susan had purchased her bottle. Um, and so Excedrin's manufacturer loudly publicized a giant recall of all extra-strength Excedrin in Seattle, Washington area. And then they later recalled all of them across the country. Wow. They also came up with a $300,000 reward for the apprehension of the responsible party. Nice. Because of the Tylenol thing. It wasn't just um, the Extra Strength Excedrin company, which is Bristol-Myers. It wasn't just them. It was other pharmaceutical companies because they were like, people need us to keep buying our pills. Yeah. (laughs) I assume that's why. Mm -hmm. You know, they want good publicity, too. Yeah. That makes sense. So at one point, Paul Webking, Susan's husband, and Stella Nickel both filed lawsuits against Bristol-Myers, the manufacturer of Excedrin, for wrongful deaths due to the suspicion that the company might have some type of involvement. Okay. So the FDA inspected the plant where the Excedrin had been packaged, and no cyanide traces were found at all. Hmm. So weird. That would indicate that no one there at the manufacturing plant most likely had done it. Hmm. It was also, like, nowhere fucking near Seattle. So, it, it seems weird that, like, the manufacturing company would know exactly where those bottles... I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. But, regardless. Well, it's the 80s. Yeah. I'm thinking paper and pen. It's not great. It's true. So, FBI looked into the cyanide-laced capsules and found 700 milligrams of cyanide per capsule, which is four times a lethal dose. Wow. Per capsule. Yeah. That's a lot. And nobody takes one Excedrin. If no. you're using extra strength Excedrin, you need multiple. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then, along with the cyanide, was these tiny green crystals, which they didn't really know what it was at first. So they had to break these things down mm-hmm. and test them. Yeah. And uh, they were found to be made up of ingredients consistent with an aquarium algaecide. Okay. Weird. Which, it's 
algae side isn't really relevant. You don't even know what that is, but it's like an algae killer for an aquarium, obviously. I am smart enough to put uh-huh. those words together. Yeah. Do I know I... you are, but maybe like it's oh. not obvious. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> I thought Gigantopitha whatever was a large-ass praying mantis, so... It does sound like it could be. I'll give it to you. Yeah. Let me just pause. <laughs> I don't think they do that. <laughs> so, after comparing different brands and the ingredients in this algae side crystal, mm-hmm. they found that the most likely match was the brand Algae Destroyer. Okay. Sounds pretty generic. Yeah. So, we're going to leave it right there. Okay. I'm going to give you a little background on these couples before Susan and Bruce were poisoned to that. Okay. I'll tell you first, like, right up front, that there's no dramatic connection between the two. Oh. So there's no, like, illicit affairs between any of the parties of the couple, right? Okay. There's no signs that the couples had ever met. Hmm. Makes it a little weird. Yes. And also, like I said, one of the bottles was found on a shelf at a grocery store. Yeah. Susan and Paul. So let's start by saying Susan Snow was Paul Web King's third wife. I mean, Fine, happens. Yeah. Short time into the relationship, Susan found out that Paul was still dating another woman. Oh, no. He eventually said he'd call it off, and Susan agreed to marry him. I wouldn't do that. After it's the 80s. Yeah. They were married for only six months when Susan died. Okay, suspicious. Yep. So remember how Susan's sister thought it was weird that they were using capsules? Yeah. Paul admitted it was his idea to switch to the capsules. Stating the reason that Susan had mentioned having difficulty swallowing pills. He said he had purchased capsules by accident once and they ended up sticking with them. Hmm. Weird. I also feel like pills and capsules aren't that much different, but Mm -hmm. all right. Sarah still found that explanation strange, since Susan... Did I just say Sarah or Susan? Sarah Sarah found found the explanation strange, (laughs) since Susan had never mentioned any difficulty swallowing pills to her, and they had that conversation about Chicago Tylenol murders, so Mm -hmm. really weird. Also, under your tongue to dissolve. Yeah, if you need to. Gross, though. It's going to taste like shit. don't do that. Mix it into some pudding. I don't know. Break what's, it in half. What's that thingy that's like... A mortar and pestle. That's the one. <laughs> that might come up later. <gasps> to add to the suspiciousness that Paul had also taken the Excedrin in the morning of Susan's death, Susan's sister, Sarah, reported to have seen Paul flush some Excedrin down the toilet. After she did? Mm-hmm. Right. He took it out of his truck mm-hmm. and reportedly flushed it down the toilet. Okay. I'll forgive that one, because what if he's like... Right. But I wouldn't do that. I would give it over to the detectives, personally. Ah, shit. I'd right. be like, what if there's more in this one? Yeah. Okay. Paul was reported to also be jealous of Susan's larger income. She was a bank manager. Nice. And their oh, very short relationship already seemed to be fizzling out. But detectives asked Paul to take a lie detector test. Oh, no. He agreed, passed, and was eliminated as a suspect. That's going to come back, isn't it? Nope. Maybe. Oh, I see what you're doing. Is it? Is it, Alexa? Mm Hmm. You'll see. Okay. (laughs) 
I'm usually pretty pretty good at this. I'm going to drop clues here and there. You'll see. Okay, okay. i got to pay attention. Okay. On to the next couple. Bruce was 40 years old when he met 31-year-old Stella Stevenson. You said 40? He was 40. She was 31. I thought you said four for a second. I was like, excuse me? That doesn't make sense. (laughs) No. It could probably happen. Yeah, teach your own, but 40. Thank you. Uh, And that was in 1974. They were married in 1976. Fairly normal stuff. Stella had already had two children prior to meeting Bruce, so they never had any kids together since they preferred to spend a good amount of time partying. Pause. To each their own for a large age difference if you're both over 18. Yeah, I okay. agree. Because the way four. I made it... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes, mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I yeah, was like, It's oh. fine as long as you're not a child. Yeah, as long, once I said that and thought about it, Wait. I was like, I'm in it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Appreciate you. <laughs> ah, all right. All right. Uh, so they were together for about 12 years when Bruce was killed, which is like a good amount of time. Okay. So in 1968, just a few years before meeting Bruce, Stella had spent six months in jail on a fraud conviction. Okay. In 69, she beat her oldest daughter with a curtain rod and received only an order for counseling. Holy shit. In 71, she was charged with forgery. I don't know if she got time for that. It didn't say. Okay. It's kind of a lot for a pretty short amount of time. Yeah? Three years. Four years, three years. Uh, so, like I mentioned, Bruce and Stella both love to drink, but Bruce had recently entered an alcohol recovery program, and that reportedly pissed Stella off. Because she didn't have a drink. She wanted buddy. to keep, yeah, she wanted to keep partying. Mm-hmm. So, Stella did, however, try to pick up a new hobby outside of drinking, and she began cultivating her own home aquarium. <gasps> Gasp! Yeah, it's not it's not a small hint, it's a big hint. <laughs> it's been dropped. Oh my Stella and Bruce had recently received a final delinquency notice on their mortgage. Which means like they were about to get shit taken away. What? Right? And just days before Bruce Bruce's death, Bruce oh my god. Bruce's death. Stella had written a letter to a debtor, someone who owed money, saying Quote, this is my favorite, just obvious shit. Quote, I know that I'm tremendously overdue with my payments. There is a good reason for it. I'm having marital problems, and they are about to be solved. Bruce is no longer involved. I will pay you at least $500 per month. Wow. Sign. I'm sorry, you just fucking wrote that? Yeah. In pen and paper. And sent it to someone? I was just going to quote Stevie Wonder and say, Signed, sealed, delivered. I'm your boat. Yeah. <laughs> jail. Amir's jail. Yeah. yeah. No, prison. I mean, yeah, prison. Correct. Yeah, not jail. I mean, prison. she's an idiot, so yep. who knows? Who knows what she thinks? The year before Bruce's death, he had taken out a life insurance policy, which paid out an extra $100,000. If his death was accidental. So ah. it can't be natural causes. You can't have cardiac arrest without, you know, well, I mean, I was like, cardiac arrest is pretty big. <laughs> I guess that could be an accidental cause if you're poisoned. Uh, you can't have, like, emphysema or, I don't know what else, cancer. 
No, you need to get your, like your causes. Working on your house and accidentally get electrocuted or fall off. Okay, don't don't be a Stephanie, okay? <laughs> oh yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> stuff got electrocuted. Uh, <laughs> just to fully clarify, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different ways it could be accidental. You can get in a plane crash, car crash, a motor. There's a lot of crashes. S- any kind of crash. You were gonna say fall off a ladder. <laughs> yep, you could fall off a ladder or a roof. You could get electrocuted, electrocuted, and then fall off a roof. Yeah. Or. I feel like we should probably stop listing ways that people could accidentally die. There's, there's a lot of ways. Yeah. There's a lot. Anyway, so, pretty sketchy. If all that wasn't convincing... Convincing? I love that this is your problem and not mine today. <laughs> if all that wasn't convincing enough, detectives were closing in even further on Stella. So, after learning about the green algaecide crystals, one investigator remembered Stella's aquarium. Because she had them come over to get, take that bottle of Excedrin from her house. And she told them about him taking it. <gasps> they asked around local aquarium stores to see if any shop workers recognized a photo of Stella that they showed them. And one worker at Newman's Fish Store remembered her very clearly. He confirmed that he had sold her the same brand of algae destroyer. And had advised her to crush the compound to increase its effectiveness for her aquarium. Because it came in like a tablet type form, and when you crush it, it activated it so it could mix into the water better. Otherwise, it kind of just floated there dormant. In a mortar and pestle. Bingo. Fuck. Coming back around. Just like that old children's song. She'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. If, but it's when Stella. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be murdering people when she comes, I guess. Well, finally, Stella's daughter, Cindy, the one she had previously beaten with a shower curtain rod, came forward with some very vital information. (gasps) She admitted that Stella had flat out told her multiple times that she wanted Bruce dead, and that she had even previously attempted to kill him with foxglove, but oh, that shit. it had just made him lethargic. Oh my god. And didn't actually kill him. This poor dude was like, getting poisoned. Not strong enough. Right. So For it's a honestly, while. I don't know how long it had been beforehand, but the fact that it was acute cyanide poisoning means that she was just like, I have to do it all at once, rather than like chronic poisoning, where she gave him a little bit at a time yeah. to build up in a system. It was acute. It's fucked up. I mean, either way, it's fucked up. You know what, though? I should have seen this coming because it's a poisoning. Yes. Right. Damn it. Women are poisoners. I mean, not all, not all women. (laughs) (laughs) Demote me. I was doing pretty good guessing how these things were going to go. So, to try to get some uh, better results after her foxglove failure, Stella visited the library to read up on some more effective ways of poisoning someone to death. Did she actually check out the fucking books? She sure did. Oh my god. Multiple. (laughs) Auburn Public Library's records confirmed that she had checked out multiple books regarding poisoning, including Deadly Harvest, which was found to have her fingerprints all over the pages about cyanide. Oh my god. There was also human poisoning from native and cultivated plants, which was just never even returned to the library. Just checked out in her name, and she didn't bring it back. And multiple encyclopedias had her fingerprints on the cyanide pages. Of course they did. Because she a dumbass. So, 
Stella might have gotten away with these murders if she was willing to settle for her $76,000 life insurance money for the natural cause death rather than $176,000 for this accidental death. Well, if she'd never turned in the pills because Sarah had done it first. Yes. So if Stella would have just been like, fuck it, leave it alone. They would have never seen her aquarium in her home. Mm -mm. They would have never even found out that he had been poisoned. Yeah, they would have done the autopsy. They wouldn't even glanced at her. But all criminals are idiots, and Stella's no different. Paramedics even noted that when they had arrived on scene to transport Bruce, Stella literally shook the bottle in their faces, saying, He took these, these, before he fell. But otherwise, she seemed very calm to them. So she was, like, trying to point out to them, like, Look, Excedrin, this did it to him, but, like, why would you think that? What year was this? 70, no, 84? Hold on. Because we're 12 years after they got married. 86. Let's see. What'd you Google in? $76,000. Oh, yes. Good. It's the equivalent of $205,000 today. That's not enough to kill somebody. There's no amount that's enough to fucking kill somebody. I never understand this. No. Get a divorce. File bankruptcy. Quit being a little bitch. She don't want file bankruptcy. That's stupid. Now you're going to be in prison for the rest of your life. Well, I didn't say she was smart. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Stupid. So, what the hell happened here? What's the full story? So, Stella poisoned Bruce in an attempt to gain the life insurance money, obviously. She, for some reason, assumed they would automatically go to poisoning and find the cyanide-laced excedrin that she was waving around in their faces. Why she assumed they wouldn't even think to prioritize her as a suspect, I do not understand. Mm Mm-mm. Because even if they went to the store at that point, they wouldn't have found any because after her attempt to, uh, her successful poisoning of him happened, that was when she realized, shit, this didn't do it, now I have to poison more people. So she realized she had to take it up a notch, lace three more bottles, put them in stores, and when Susan was found dead, she saw that as her opportunity to get her extra $100,000 by coming forward with her poison, etc., So she didn't already poison other bottles and put them on the shelves until he was found to have died of natural causes. So she was expecting that they would find this single bottle with cyanide in it and be like, oh, must have been the store. Not this woman who he's living with and has marrow problems. I think it fucked up my mouth. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Rewind. That's my rewind voice. No, I'm right. So two hundred five thousand dollars, but she wanted the extra hundred. Mm-hmm. So it's seventy six thousand dollars, and then it would be a hundred seventy six thousand oh. dollar payout with the accidental four hundred seventy five thousand. For the would that be that's what one hundred seventy six thousand is? Yeah. Okay. So okay. still regardless, yeah. that's one house in Eugene. Now, not even like a small house. That's like a tiny apartment in Portland. And probably a tiny apartment in Seattle. Yeah. Correct. Oh, God. Seattle's expensive. I think it would be a decent-sized house in Medford. But shit, if she just got, like, a cheap house then, she would be set right now. She's in her 70s, so she would just be living a normal life. She just got divorced, worked a job, lived a normal life. And especially if you bought rural, like, rural Washington, that's a yeah. pretty nice-sized house. Yes, absolutely. With some land? Yeah, back then? Yeah. Yes. And now she could sell it and be set. Yeah. 
Absolutely sad. Hmm. So the mortar and pestle were never found. Neither were the cyanide or algicide. But they had enough proof that she had bought it and obviously researched cyanide very heavily. Mm-hmm. So the primary evidence against Stella in her trial were the algicide purchase, Stella's fingerprints all over the cyanide pages in the library, mm-hmm. her daughter Cindy's testimony, because she testified in court, and the kicker of a forged life insurance policy. Oh. Did I not mention that before? Wait yeah. a minute. Did she, she go real. to jail? She did. For forgery and fraud? She did. I don't know what that one was regarding, but this one, handwriting experts pointed out that Bruce's signature was not consistent on the life insurance policy as it was with his other signatures at all. There was a couple of letters that did not match the way that he signed his name in any of his other documents. Those Mm. two letters did, however, match Stella's signature. Hmm. Weird. So Stella was sentenced to two 99-year terms and three 10-year terms for charges related to the deaths of Susan and Bruce, as well as product tampering. Hmm. It was, I had a hard time actually finding the exact charges that were, that she had against her, Mm -hmm. but it was regarding like the product tampering and how it led to people's deaths, which Mm -hmm. isn't exactly correct in Bruce's case, Mm because it wasn't product tampering, it was straight up a poisoning. Yeah. It wasn't like... She pro- messed with the product and then bought it. Off How the many shelf. counts was that? Uh, there's a total. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So two 99 year terms and three 10 year terms. So five. Five different terms. So I assume that's how many charges. Hmm. But. Hmm. It's product tampering because she had that one bottle they found in the store mm-hmm. that no one had yeah, taken there's definitely yet. Product luckily. Tampering. Yeah. But. All, everything I found just said charges related to product tampering that led to people's deaths, mm-hmm. which is true in Susan's case, but it's not, it, to me, it's not true in Bruce's case. Because I imagine she probably poisoned all of those pills in that bottle that she knew he was using. I don't know. I didn't, it didn't say anything I read, but. Because hmm. that's just. I guess if she wasn't directly giving him the pills, she messed with the product and then left it for him to take. Mm-hmm. She wasn't, like, force-fitting it to him. Yeah. She just gave, you know, put it in the bottle. Maybe that's what makes it product tampering. Maybe. Maybe somebody's death. I don't know. Straight up murder to me. <laughs> Regardless. She got a long-ass term of prison, though. So she's now 78 years old and has served 34 years in prison. She's still alive. Wow. As of an article in 2022. She has recently filed a petition for compassionate release due to age-related health issues, and she's claiming that the prison system can't provide her medical care that she needs. Reasonable. She's in her late 70s. Okay. She claims to have been a model inmate, writing, quote, There is no proven or even reasonable probability that I will commit another offense when paroled. I am 78 years old, and this is my first time in prison. I have always respected the officers and staff. Well, okay. There's no there's no evidence that she would commit another crime if she was released. But she served six months in jail. Granted, it's not prison, but she still served time. Yeah. And then committed murder after. Yeah, and she was not... It doesn't look like, based on what I read, it doesn't look like she had any convictions for falsifying that life insurance policy. Because mm-hmm. I'm assuming there probably wasn't enough proof to say that it was true. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't going to get that money anyway because of the Slayer Clause. Right? Mm Because she caused his death. Yeah. So, I don't know if they just, like, were like, it's fine. She doesn't get the money anyway. Yeah. 
And so maybe it went to somebody else. Probably. So, anyway, she's getting old. I don't know if she's gotten released or not. And as far as I know, it's still pending. Hmm. Or it got denied. Who knows? But um, I think she's still in prison. Uh, And hopefully we'll... I don't really care if she gets out. I don't think she's going to poison anybody at at 80 years old. She's probably not going to get anything out of that. I don't know. At 78... Some 78-year-olds. I mean, your fingers aren't even, like, dexterous anymore, you know? I don't know. My fucking... You can't even use iPhones. My grandma's (laughs) in her 80s, and her sister, who I think is older than her, was doing, like, I shit you not, like, a hundred setups. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's... That's... Listen. There are people that are healthy in their 70s. There's just not that many of them. Yeah, she's insane. Like, super healthy. Because it's hard. It's hard to do when you're not in your 70s. Mm-hmm. And so people that can do that amaze me. And I would like to be that kind of person, but I don't think I will. I'm probably going to die in my 60s, and that's fine. I think I'm going to make it to, like, 90. Honestly, my all the women in my family do, so I probably will also. So that is the really fucking pissed me off story of Stella Nickel killing a, bun- a couple of people with Excedrin and cyanide. It's very sad for the I other know. family. It's so fucking stupid that she just, like, wasted two people's lives for no reason. Mm-hmm. Which makes me think that their bottle wasn't all cyanide-filled. Yeah. And he just happened to get either... Yeah, I wonder how long ago she had done it. Yeah. Either his pill didn't have it or because he only took one. If... Yeah. Maybe. Also, it would be... I imagine cyanide's not, like, super easy to get, and she's putting 700 milligrams of pill in them to make sure that they can really dies. Yeah. Jesus. Which probably is because she tried to poison him with that fox glove, and it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Anyway, fuck still a nickel, and I hope she doesn't get out of prison. It's fine. Yep. Thanks for listening. And thanks for being part of our wicked pack, you wicked bitches. Follow us for more fascinating true crime and spooky shit in the Pacific Northwest. And also follow us on the Instagram. It's Pacific North Wicked. And if you have some good stories, email us. Pacific North, North Wicked at gmail.com. We're, uh, I, st- I really want to read some more uh, fun Bigfoot stories. Like, yeah. I'm going in hard on the Bigfoot, so send me your Bigfoot stories. If it's not Bigfoot, get the fuck out. Yeah. But actually, we would take other true crime stuff, too. Yeah, I'll read anything. Yeah. Or suggestions, if you want to send suggestions. Shout uh, out Faith. Shout out Faith. She sends suggestions. And is very supportive. She is very supportive. Love you guys. Goodbye. Goodbye.